everyone. So I have a question for you. If I told you that a life detox could help you cut back on stress, would you say yes? If I told you that you could then find more time to do more of what you love, would you say yes? Well, I would. I know that for a cold, hard fact. I would say yes in a heartbeat. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you today about a life detox, because I think most of us would benefit from less stress and more time for joy. So welcome to Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm your host, Angie Miller. And as a person who helps other people manage stress, I'm personally always in pursuit of ways to reduce stress and add more joy to my life and to the lives of my clients both in therapy and coaching and in fitness and when I go out and speak, because I really do believe that stress is the foundation of what drives us to feel like we don't have positive control over our lives. It's what drives anxiety. It sometimes leads to depression, withdrawal, loneliness, and so many other physical and emotional repercussions. So why not take this time today to shift the narrative, to delete what we don't need and to make time for what we do. And that's what the purpose of a detox is. Not a diet detox or a cleanse. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a life detox. I'm not the one to guide you through a diet detox, nor am I the one to weigh in on that. Let's just talk about life. So I'm going to guide you through some creative ways to do a life detox, to cleanse your mind from the impacts of modern life, from social media, negativity, excessive device use, and a host of other things. And I'm going to give you some actionable tips where you can experience a more revitalized version of you. And my goal is that you'll recognize how, how effective it is to intentionally detox to improve your mental and emotional well-being. I would suggest, or I would maybe put it out there that you pick one, maybe two to start with. And if that works, keep going. Just have fun purging and cleansing and just letting go of whatever, whatever is holding you back and clear time on your schedule because that's your time. Your time to laugh more, see more, live more. <laughs> your time. Your time to manage the barking dog in the background. My goal is that you show up for yourself so that time is your friend, not your enemy. So let's dig in. Let's talk first about a social media detox. I'm going to take a puppy detox in about a minute here. Someone's outside and my puppy is super activated by that. He's a herding dog. You know, he's got to pay attention. So let's talk about a social media detox. First, if you were to do a social media detox, right now when I say that, some of you are like, oh, I could never. And some of you are like, sign me up. So what I'm thinking is like a digital sabbatical. What if you just took a break from all social media for a defined period of time? And if you need help with this, put me on speed dial because I feel like I'm an expert. Social media drives my anxiety. It sucks my joy. And I've had to ask myself over and over again, why? I know, I hear it all the time. It's free marketing. It's a way to put yourself out there. 
But sometimes I feel like I just want to close the curtains of my life and just be careful about who I let in, who I let peek into my windows and who I don't. Because sometimes I just want to live in the present moment and be as as aware and awake and present as possible. So, you know, I do try to share my podcast with all of you, though, if you're paying attention. So what if you did this digital sabbatical? What if you took a week off of social and you use that time instead to call someone you haven't spoken to for a while or to connect with someone face to face? So you're still social, but you're actually legitimately social, like two-way communication that is intentional, where you're either making eye contact with them or at least you're talking on the phone and hearing their voice. So if not that, you know, what if you took your otherwise social media time just to engage in other things that you enjoy, to do more writing or journaling or to get outside more or just to be more productive? So detoxing from social media, I'm suggesting a digital detox. But another way to do this digital detox is to unfollow and unsubscribe. So you can declutter your social media by unfollowing accounts that don't bring you joy. Or maybe those accounts that just kind of suck you in and make you feel like you need to compete and don't make you feel good when you get off of there. Um, accounts that don't align with your values or ones that make you feel worse rather than better. So you could, if none of those speak to you and you're like, uh-uh, Angie, I am not touching my social media. Maybe you could just have a device-free day. If you don't want to detox from social more than a day, what if you just designate one one day, just one, where you don't have that distraction of social media. And then at the end of the day, ask yourself, do you feel more clear? Do you feel less anxious? Do you feel more present? How, how are you feeling at this moment when you took a full day off of social? Or are you like, oh, I can't wait to get back on there tomorrow and see what's going on? So my second way or my second suggestion for a life detox is what about a negativity detox? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of tricky in our world. So I'm going to suggest that maybe you start with grat gratitude journaling. But hear me out. Before you tune out right now, I want you just to think about gratitude journaling. Start with a daily gratitude journal or practice to shift your focus toward positive aspects of your life. Focus on what's working versus what's not. Focus on what you did do versus what you didn't do. Focus on what made you happy and added joy versus what made you angry and caused frustration. Or maybe at the end of the day, you ask yourself, what made me proud? What Or what made me feel bad about myself? You know, what do you want to focus on? What made you proud? What, what you did well? What went well? Or maybe you ask, what about the good part of your relationships with your friend, your siblings, whatever, versus the bad? The goal is to focus on what you're focusing on. And a simple gratitude check is where you just ask these questions or other questions at the end of the day. And whether you write them down or not, it can be really, really powerful to help you detox from negativity because so many times the negativity is right up here in our own mind. So many times we go through the day and we're like, oh, that didn't work, or I didn't get that done, or I'm so mad at this person. But if we flip the switch and say, but what did go well, what did I appreciate about today? Big difference.
So another way to negativity detox is to media detox. All right. So consider what you're consuming, right? Not just in foods and in drinks, but what are you consuming? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to on the radio? What kind of podcasts? What kind of opinions are you inviting in? And which ones are you not? My daughter was telling me last night, I was asking her, you know, when she walks her dog at night, I was like, hey, do you want um, like a safety device like pepper spray or one of those birdie devices? And we were talking about that. And then she told me she listens to true crime podcasts. And I was like, oh, I could never do that. I feel like that would totally make me fear-based every time I was somewhere by myself as a woman. So consciously choose to consume positive and uplifting content. You can limit your exposure to news or media that perpetuates negativity. We could choose to consume more comedy, more feel-good TV, more positive reading material. We could follow more uplifting accounts on social media because it's human nature that you and me and all of us are highly impacted by the information we consume. So the more negative and the more depressing or scary or fear-based it is, the more we tend to live and reside in that space. So that's my suggestion for a negativity detox. So again, I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. And I'm talking to you about how to do a life detox, how to stress less and add more joy to your life by letting go of things that just aren't working for you anymore. So my third suggestion for a life detox is a, is a device detox. So I'm not just talking about social media here. I'm just talking about devices. So what if you create like a tech-free zone in your house, like specific areas of your home, no one's allowed to be on any devices, whether it's at the dinner table, it's in the bedroom, the dining area, you just have like these safe spaces, so to speak, where no digital devices are allowed. Or you can consider a digital sunset where you set a specific time in the evening to turn off all your electronic devices. And then you just allow your mind to like, ah, oh, let's decompress. I'm not going to look at any devices. I'm not going to read any emails that might draw me in. I'm just going to stay focused and intentional before I go to bed. Or maybe you just have device-free hours. Maybe you just set aside a time of the day that you go completely device-free. Maybe it's one hour first thing in the morning when you decide that you're going to intentionally plan your day or you're going to do breathing exercises. Maybe you'll take a walk or journal or do yoga, but you get the idea. Just that like small space of time, that small window where you're like, okay, I'm not looking at my computer or my phone or anything else that might draw me in and get me going on something that I don't need to go on right here first thing in the morning. So that is a device detox. So how are we doing so far? Have I found one that speaks to you where you're like, yeah, I'm starting with that. I hope so. So my fourth way to do a life detox would be to consider a relationship detox. And right now you're like, oh, well, there's some people I want to get rid of. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not here to tell you to get rid of people. I think human beings are important in our lives, right? I don't mean that you should start discarding people because I feel like that is a theme out there. I've talked about it before. It's all over social media. Get rid of toxic people. It's like the key phrase. But I do have to ask you again, because I've asked this before, have you ever been toxic? Be honest, because I think that we're all toxic sometimes. Have you ever been rude to a telemarketer? 
Have you ever been rude to someone you know online or in person? Like it's safe to unleash the beast on them? I see it all the time and I bet you do too. The thing is, is that we're not always our best selves 24-7. But I do believe that part of being our best self is learning how to get along with everyone, even people who are different from us, to not feel threatened and not to feel like we have to discard them because they don't think like we do. So I'm not talking about abusive people or people who've hurt you. I'm just saying in general, people who don't see through the same lens as you do, conflict is a part of life. And seeing things differently is a part of life. Learning to get along is a part of life and learning to accept differences. So that's my soapbox. You can, you can disagree and I'm still going to appreciate you. I'm still going to respect you and I'm still going to want you in my life. So my suggestion for doing a relationship detox would be just to set healthy boundaries. It's not other people's job to show up the way we want them to, to say what we want them to, to think what we want them to think. So, but it is our job to set healthy boundaries, especially, are you ready for this? With toxic people, right? How about we just say that it's a good idea to set healthy boundaries with people who bring negativity into your life. How about that? I think that would work. So whether that means that you limit your communication with them, you spend less time with them, or how about this? You just tell them what's on your mind, what's bothering you. Why does it feel like when you're with them, they're taking more than they're giving? Maybe you just have an honest, authentic conversation with them. You can also, when you're setting boundaries, you can kind of prioritize these relationships that uplift and support you. Spend more time with people who make you laugh or just, you know, are trustworthy and authentic. People who make you feel like you're enough and they respect you. And for those who don't, you know what? You're busy. That's all there is to it. You're busy. No time for those energy suckers and more time for people who you look forward to seeing. So that's my suggestion about a relationship detox. Just set some healthy boundaries. Another one is just to carve out some intentional time to create healthy relationships. So you're talking to someone who's moved five times over the years. I've had to restart communities every time I move. And that can be tricky, right? This last move. I, it was, it was a tough one. My, my daughters are grown and I was like, oh, I don't have that buffer to meet people through my kids. So the thing is, is that takes courage and effort to always put yourself out there. But if you don't, usually that leads us to this loneliness and it makes us feel like we're not connected and we don't belong. So what if part of a relationship detox is just setting time aside to find healthier relationships? To invest time in meaningful communication, like finding people through meetup groups or the gym or your neighborhood or volunteering, and you just engage in activities that foster more positive relationships. So as you do this, as you're reevaluating your relationship, I have a few thoughts for you. Just ask yourself, who do I most enjoy spending time with? Who am I most excited to see? Who makes me laugh? Who's a good listener? Who is trustworthy, who is honest, and who's willing to be vulnerable and authentic? Because no one wants a vulnerability hangover where you open up to someone and then they're like, yep, they keep it close to the vest. You kind of want that friend who's willing to get vulnerable 
with you. So whatever's most important to you in your life at this point, those are the kind of people you want. So my fifth suggestion for a life detox is an information detox. So I'm going to suggest that you start with digital decluttering. This one came to my mind because I did it this weekend. I got into my laptop and I was like, oh, my desktop is full. That's like my nemesis. So I had to clean up my digital space. I got on my iPad, my phone, and my computer. And I just started deleting unnecessary apps, unsubscribing from newsletters and stores because they're like cluttering my inbox. And, you know, the thing is, I love digital decluttering. I get in there and I organize my computer the way I organize my house and nothing, nothing excites me more than organization. Okay. Some things do, but it's a big contest. So filing documents and I'm not desperately searching for those documents, cleaning up my desktop. Um, you know, all these things are going to make you feel like you've lifted a big, heavy load and you've like pushed a boulder uphill and you no longer have to do all that hard work. So just organize your digital files. And then another thing is that selective information intake. So be intentional again about what you consume. Similar to unsubscribing for social media, you can unsubscribe from those email lists again and make sure that they never hit your inbox. And this morning, like typical example, I'm getting on my computer and I see this article. What was it called? Um, it was uh, why something like why rich people don't don't close their windows or why they don't like close their blinds. OK, so why is it that when you go down supposedly in a, a very affluent street, everyone you can see inside everyone's homes. <laughs> For some reason, I clicked on that article and I was like, why? And uh, I, at the end of the day, I don't. I don't close my blinds at night and I don't think I'm independently wealthy or anything. So I just like a lot of light, but that's the thing. We get caught up, we get hijacked. We wake up, we open up our phone and the next thing you know, we're drawn into stuff that really doesn't have any impact on our life. Okay. So here we go. Are you ready? Here is my sixth and probably favorite idea about a life detox. And that is a clutter detox. Now, I'm not talking about digital devices. I'm talking about your home. I just volunteered myself to my piano teacher yesterday. I was like, you know what I love to do, Lisa? I love to declutter. And she's in the middle of a move. And she's like, oh, I'm going to hire you. So whether it's your townhome, your condo, your house, just get in there and clear some space. Because physical space clears emotional space. And when our counters are cleared, our desk is organized, our home is put together, then we are not distracted and mentally hijacked. We don't sit down at our desk and we're like, oh my God, I have a big project due tomorrow. But oh wait, I think I'll clean up my desk first because we get this like, oh, I need to have a clear space. But if you keep a clear space, you don't have to deal with that. So detox from clutter, excessive piles of stuff, overflowing drawers, disorganized closets, storage bins full of stuff you haven't touched in years. Clutter really is your enemy and clean spaces really are your friend. They're like a whiteboard to your brain. So if you're like, well, where do I start? Start with the thing that's been gnawing at you the most. 
Do you have clothes hanging in your closet you haven't worn for 10 years? Do you have boxes of books up in your attic? You just pick the space. You know, some people are a friend, uh, like a, a fan of the Marie Kondo method. I don't know her method. I use my method, which is don't keep anything for very long. So when you're cl decluttering, you can ask yourself, does this bring me joy? So many times we're emotionally attached to things. Like if I buy something when I'm in Thailand, I'm like, oh, I remember when I wore this and I remember where I was. But if I haven't worn it in a year, why not just thank it and say, thank you so much for bringing me that joy. I'm going to pass you on to someone else who's going to get better use of you. So at the end of the day, it fosters a more sustainable and environmentally friendly world when we repurpose our household items, our clothing, and everything else that we no longer have use for. So whether it's your bedroom, your closet, your living room, if it's not bringing you joy, if it's getting in your way, if you got too much stuff, then you know what? Maybe it's met its expiration date. So the other thing you can do is do a like a hard copy cleanup. So go through your files and organize your files and then maybe back them up digitally so that all those important documents, you never have to worry about losing those. All right. So my last but not least, and actually probably my true favorite one is how about a mental detox? When was the last time you checked in with yourself and you asked, how you doing? How you doing, Angie? How you doing, Eric? That's our producer on the other end. How you doing to whoever it is? How do you feel on most days? How is your energy level? How much joy are you experiencing? How are your relationships and your physical health? Are you feeling stuck? Are you holding on to resentments? Are you worried and stressed a majority of the time? Try to reflect on your goals and aspirations and then think about what are those limiting beliefs or that negative internal dialogue that's holding me back? What are the perceived obstacles? I don't know about you, but I, as a therapist, I've mentioned this before, I have a therapist. Why? Because I'm human just like all everyone else. And I get caught up in negative internal dialogue. I get focused on my own narrow lens and I need someone to help broaden my lens and help me see things through a different perspective. But if you're not into getting a therapist or a coach, what about just spend more time journaling or do talk therapy or do breath work or do meditation or exercise? Or how about just socially get together with friends who help you process? So reflect on where you are. That's my suggestion. And ideally, where you'd like to be in key areas of your life. So whether you start today, whether you start tomorrow, my goal is that you kind of intentionally carve out a time. You decide what you're going to start with, what would have the greatest impact on your life today if you could detox from it. Maybe it's waking up to that clean home. Maybe it's, uh, you know, cleaning up your computer. It's going to be different from everyone. And how often you do it, that's up to you. I like to do it either when I move, I like to do it at the first of the year, I like to do it when I feel like there's too much on my plate and I'm completely overwhelmed, or I just need more mental space. Anytime you're in a transition or anytime you just feel like, hey, some things aren't working and I need to figure out what it is. So 
You know what? Letting go of whatever's in your way can dramatically alter your well-being and it can give you emotional clarity and freedom. And I hope you do it. And I hope you touch base with me. And I hope you let me know how it goes. So again, I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. I talk to you about creative ways, I hope creative ways, to do a life detox. One of them was to do a mental detox. Another one was to do a clutter detox. Another one was to do an information detox. And another one was to do a relationship detox, a device detox. And the first one that I started with or was a negativity detox and a social media detox. You know what? I bet you've got lots more ideas, but I really appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate your emails, your thoughts about my podcast. I appreciate you rating it. And you know what? I hope I see you next week. Let me know if you have any questions or any thoughts about about, uh, future episodes. All right. Thanks to all of you listeners. I'll see you next week. 